Welcome to the first episode of This Is My Life, titled In The Beginning. Now, let me start by telling you a little bit about myself. My name is Paul. I'm from Wigan. I'm 43, even though some people say I look around about 50, but we'll not go down that road. Uh, (laughs) I'm a happily married man to a loving wife called Lorraine. We have a a 17-year-old son whose name's Lewis. So on the outside, you would say that I have a good life. I've got a good home, good job, family. Everything is perfect. But nothing with me is perfect. Let me explain. One Christmas, I... A few years ago now, I was sat on the couch, probably watching something top of the pops at Christmas or, you know, some mind-numbing film what they put on. And just sat there doing my own business, probably thinking I should stop eating more quality street. But, yeah, my hand is still shoving them in my mouth. (laughs) Uh, to where I felt a tightness in my chest. Now, I don't know what it was. Uh, my heart was racing. I was hyperventilating. Um, and it felt like I wanted, my heart wanted to burst out my chest. It felt like if I took a deep breath, held it, for as long as possible and let go, everything would, everything would go away. But that wasn't the case. And that went on for a few months. I passed it off as nothing. So I'd gone to work, I'd been doing my usual stuff, but it eventually got worse. I know I know it was anxiety, um, but it got worse. Um, I would overthink everything. I would get paranoia. I would think that people are talking about me when exactly that I had no evidence that they were, um, and I had no proof. I had no proof that there was, but in my mind they was talking about me and it would snowball that snowball would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to where I would I would be crumbling inside a few weeks after that a friend of mine invited me to go for a pie with them and we always went out probably once a month. We always had a meet-up. We had a few pints. We had a few drinks. Um, and I said, no. I was worried. 
about going outside. I was thinking, well, what if, do I look okay? What if I don't look okay? What if people are looking at me and thinking things about me? What what do people see when they see me? And that would hinder me. I wanted to go, but my mind wasn't allowing me to go. And it's an awful feeling. Um, Anyway, my friend, I told my friend this, and he um, he phoned me up. I messaged him and said, no, I can't make it. I've got something on, which was a total lie. I had nothing on. I do very little, if I'm being honest with you. That's Mrs. Ashes. But that's, again, that's another story. So we talked about it and I said, I, I, you know, I just don't want to go. I'll see you on work Monday. That's it. He took me to once, a Monday morning came and I went into work. I got did my usual routine, work boots on, cup of coffee go outside for a bit of fresh air to where he pulled me to one side and he 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 said he noticed a change in me Um, I thought I was hiding it very well to where I told him everything I told him what I've been feeling what I've been going through Um, I broke down and cried I cried my heart out and in fairness to him, he understood. Surprisingly, he understood. He put his arm around me and he said, we will get you the help you need. And I went to the doctors. And I didn't want to go on medication. I was scared to go on medication. I didn't want to become dependent on medication. That was, again, the anxiety. It it feeds you. It feeds your brain. Um, So I did a a CBT course. To my surprise, when the lady come in, it was an online one, the computer thing. Uh, When the lady came in who was doing it, to my surprise, it was was my neighbour. Which was a bit worrying, and she got she had a, a shock on a shock a look of shock should I say upon her face, um, but she made it aware that she was fine with it as long as I was fine with it. She couldn't discuss things. Uh, I knew that, um, but there was also a comfort for me in that that she knew me um, and she and I could I could talk to her she was a friendly face that's that's what I felt she was a friendly face I knew her I could talk to her and it felt good so I completed the course now the course may help some people uh, there was areas of the course that helped me. Um, some of the some of the segments, just, I just didn't find them relevant at all. Uh, I know people who's gone into them and got absolutely nothing, nothing out of it. 
well that's that's part of your journey you've got to find what is good for you so that's where that's where it started with the CBT getting help then I slipped back I was struggling again um, and I turned to drink not proud of it but I did in my mind again drink helps you relax if it helps me relax it will help me with my anxiety if it helps with my anxiety I will get better thoughts thoughts will connect thoughts will 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 lead you along a path maybe a good path but also a wrong path and for me this was a wrong path that went on for six months I would drink near enough every day Uh, I'm not proud of the fact that I would drink and drive as well well drink and ride I had a a moped um, decorated it in uh, Captain America yes I am a Marvel fan yes I do apologise if that offends any, any DC fans out there but I am uh, I came I had four incidents where I came off my scooter moped um, and I was drunk every time. I was drunk every time I did it. Um, I put my life at risk. And I put other people's lives at risk as well. And that period of my life, then six months, I am not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but it was who I was. And I can't be ashamed of who I am. I'm not proud, but I am not ashamed because it led me to where I am now. So, to that degree, you know, I'm not ashamed. Not proud, but I'm not ashamed. Again, my good friend picked me up, gave me a good talking to, he helped me, he helped me, along with my wife and my family members and everybody else, they helped me, and they showed me love when I didn't want, or I didn't feel that I deserved love, so I'm thankful for my family and my friends who helped me along the way. But just before I go, there is one one more thing I want to discuss. Men out there who are struggling, who don't talk, who, who will curl up in silence, who will... Um, who will blatantly ignore 
what is going on. Do not. Do not. Do not ignore your feelings. Do not suffer in silence. It is not. Turn. Turn to a family member. Turn to a doctor. Turn to a friend. You don't. You don't have to tell them what is wrong with you. You can just say to them, I don't feel good. I don't feel well. I'm not myself. It is not a sign of weakness. It is not. And as a man who went through that myself, I did that. I don't I don't see myself. I don't see myself telling my friend it was a sign of weakness. It's not. Too many men suffer in silence. Too many people I know, male friends, have killed themselves because they don't see a way out. There is a way out. You may it may take you a year, two years, three years. It may be a lifelong battle. But as long as you get that help and the support that you need, you will you will get through this. Now, like I said on my preview trailer, I will be discussing other people's stories. And it's something I want to do, it's something I maybe I can help someone along the way. So with that in mind, if you would like to email me at mylife1701 at hotmail.com and share your stories with me, don't be ashamed. Let me tell your story. Your story might be one of courage which will inspire more people to speak out. So until the next time, take care, be safe, and be kind.